This can be live podcast, take one. Y'all ready? Let's get it. y'all welcome back for another edition of this can be life podcast i am your illustrious host tyranny griffin party and today y'all we are going to be talking about a number of things like we're just gonna have so much stuff to unpack this week that i'm just let's get into it let me just do that okay first of all happy thanksgiving i know thanksgiving was thursday we all probably are at this point sick of eating turkey some of us may have already turned the turkey into turkey salad um i know y'all tired of the mac and cheese and the stuffing and all this that and the third but i do want to take the time to say happy thanksgiving to you and your families thank you so much for um again supporting the podcast and just being here for me and all that um and all of my endeavors, I definitely want to say that I am extremely grateful and thankful for a fantastic 2018 for just um, being able to grow and thrive and just create and just be me. So I am extremely thankful for that. And that's why I call this podcast episode Thanks and Drinks because y'all sitting here probably by now recording this podcast actually on Thanksgiving. So the dust has settled a little bit. You know, I have eaten all the turkey I could eat, all the ham, all the stuffing. And now it's like, okay, I got to get back to work. So I'm recording this podcast on Thanksgiving and I needed a little assistance. And the reason why is because listen, it's the holiday and it's time to turn up. I mean, we're going to be thankful why not be thankful with a glass of wine? So that's why I'm calling this edition Thanks and Drinks. So if you fit, if you recognize that I'm a little more laxed than I normally am, it's because this year uh, Muscadine wine is doing exactly what I needed to do. So anywho, but um, I kind of wanted to do something different. I know that when you talk about being thankful, you know, we talk about, you know, our family and our friends and just, you know, our lives in general. And I am forever grateful for that. I cannot even begin to thank God for the amazing blessings that he has bestowed upon me in, in the form of family, friends, support, love, and just the, the overall circle that he's placed me in. I have worked very hard to be in a space where I can honestly say that everything in my life and everybody in my life is on the up and up and we're good. So I am completely thankful for that. And I'm also cognitive of the fact that there are people who are not in that space. And so I definitely want to encourage you that if you are not in a place or in a space where you feel like you have people around you who are supporting you, who mean you good, who are pushing you, motivating you, who are trying to propel you to the next level and to the next um 
uh, plateau or the next, not even plateau, but the next, uh, the next plane in your life, I definitely encourage you to do some introspective or retrospective thinking, figure out what it is that you need to do to get yourself where you need to be and who the people are in your circle that you need to have to be able to propel you to that next level. Because this is the thing, just like it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a circle, it takes support, it takes empowerment to be able to help people get to the next level. So don't think that the village just ends when you turn 18 and that's it. No, your village becomes your tribe. And so that's why you need to make sure that your tribe is in place to be able to do that. But that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is I know that we're forever thankful for those things. But I really want to take the time to just really unpack some things that happened this week and just be able to talk about kind of where I'm thankful. And I have like five key things right now that are really in my life every single day that I just want to say thank you for, okay? And I'm going to get my muscadine wine. It's going to help me to tell these things that I'm thankful for. And I'm going to tell y'all why I'm thankful. So first of all, before we get started, I want to definitely send love and and power and condolences to the family of Kim Porter. That was crazy. I don't even know where to start on that. That's a whole nother episode, but prayers and blessings to Diddy and his family, as well as her and her loved ones. And I want people to stop referring to her as Diddy's baby mama. This lady had a whole career before she even met Diddy, before she became his baby mama, before she did. She was a model and an actress. Now, no, I can't name that now. Kim Porter, a uh, movie or anything she was in. However, somewhere on her resume, she was labeled as an actress. She was apparently a pianist. Um, she loved music. She loved dancing. So I want people to release, even though that may be what she's most notable for is being being his fiance or his girlfriend or whatever, and the, the mother of his children. I really want the media to stop referring to her as just Diddy's baby mama because she's really much more than that. So definitely want to say love and light to her before we get into this crazy episode where I'm getting to act a monkey. I wanted to, you know, start it out on a serious note. Okay. So there are five things that I'm thankful for this week. And it's not your typical things, but these are the things I'm thankful for. And hopefully you can find some gratitude in them too. The number one thing I'm thankful for this week is I'm thankful for Jill Scott. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm thankful for Jill Scott. I'm thankful for Jill for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you've been living under a rock and you don't really know what happened, somebody, one of y'all cousins went to a Jill Scott concert and recorded a clip of her at some point. I don't know if this was even a recent concert or not, because it looked like it was one of her older hairstyles. Y'all know how Jill like changed her hairstyles with the season. This looked like a, like a last summer hairstyle. But anyway, um, they recorded her emulating oral sex on stage. Okay. I mean, she got into it. Like she was like, you know, slobbing the knob. She gave some sloppy toppy. She jiggled the balls. She like massaged it. Like she really got into that thing. Like she was in it. Like that was like an award winning performance that she gave in that moment. And, you know, just got released a statement basically saying like, if you've ever been to my shows, I play out, you know, a lot of different roles on stage and things of that nature. And that's what I do. I'm a performer. I perform. That's what I do. Okay, great. Well, of course, just like the you know the internet, they got a hold of it. People started giving their views. Oh, she's too old. She's this, that, and the third. But the number one thing that was just so freaking funny was that people were talking about basically like, oh, Jill give hair hair. Like, oh, big girls give hair hair, blah, blah, blah. Okay, first of all, I want to thank Jill Scott because she reminded the, wor- the world that big girls are popping. Okay, apparently y'all forgot. I don't know why. 
a what, a who, but apparently y'all forgot that big girls are popping. But the but the thing about that, aside from that, I'm thankful for Jill Scott because she actually restarted and she kind of like researched the conversation of female sexuality. And so I, I heard a lot of people give their ideas and their feedback on this particular topic. And there were people who were talking about how dare she go on stage and do this. She's a mom and how dare she go on stage and do this. She's 40 something years old and this, that, and the third. And she's supposed to act a certain way. And listen, let's be clear. First of all, I don't care how old you is or who mama you is. Okay. Every woman has the right. I always tell people there's no one way to be a woman. Every woman has the right to own her sexuality and her and her and her in her body, her size, whatever. Every woman has the right to own her sexuality. So regardless of if this woman is a is a is a mother, if she's a wife, ex-wife, whatever, those roles don't necessarily define her, okay? That's number one. Number two, Jill researched the conversation because I think what people misunderstand and what they misconstrue in their minds is that when it comes to being a woman, whether you're a big girl or not, whatever the situation is, at the end of the day, you have the right to be and feel sexy, okay? No matter what, you have that right. Now, all of that aside, this woman was at work. Okay, Jill Scott was at work. Whoever recorded this clip and released it online, they recorded her being at work. It's no different than when somebody calls you at your customer service job and you put on your best Becky voice and you give optimal customer services customer service and you take it to the tippity top and you make sure that that customer is satisfied when they leave and everything is taken care of and you feel like you're an asset to the company and every time people call in they want to talk to you because you do a bang up job and you sound professional, you sound great and you're wonderful. Okay. That's the same thing Jill did, okay? Jill gave you an optimal customer experience. If you've ever been to a Jill Scott concert, you already know that she is nasty. She's freaky. Her music has been nasty all this time. So when you take your children to a Jill Scott concert, it's your own damn fault because apparently you don't listen to the metaphors and the lyrical content of a Jill Scott song. But anywho, I say all that to say, at the end of the day, I'm glad she restarted this conversation because there is this this myth or this misunderstanding that because you are a big girl or because you are a mother or because you're 40 something years old, that you're supposed to fall back when it comes to owning your own sexuality. And I think that is bullshit. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what the situation is. At the end of the day, you are a woman, a woman with needs. You are a woman who has the ability and has the right to walk with a high stride, with her chin in the air, with her you know, breast upright, to walk and feel sexy and confident at any and every time. And I just don't agree with the people who are just like, I can't believe that she did this and she's this age or she's a mother. Listen, at the end of the day, y'all can fight me on this. As a 40-year-old woman who's married, who's you know young, who still has a little pep in her step, nobody can tell me that when it comes to my sexuality that I don't own that. I do what I want with who I want, how I want, how many times I want, you know, and thankfully at this point, it's with my wife, but I'm just saying when I was at that point, it was like, I got to the point where I own my own sexuality and I was okay with that. And so I just want to thank, I'm thankful for Jill Scott for restarting that conversation and just for letting people know that not only are big girls popping, we've been popping. Thank you for the reminder, but most importantly that we as women we have the ability to own our sexuality and not be apologetic about that. And I love that. So thank you, Jill, for that. So thanks and drinks to Jill Scott. Thank you, girl. I appreciate you, girl. You're amazing. Hallelujah. Okay, great.
So next, um, number two, I'm thankful for eighties R and B. Listen, y'all. Okay. It's been a rough week. Okay. It's even though it's been a short week at work, it's been a rough week. Yes. I still work full time. You know, and just like any other office situation, it's just been a rough week. You know, the holidays coming, you know, you go to work with the intent of doing your best, but ultimately you just there to get your hours. You know how I go. But anywho, it's just been a rough week just to prepare for the holidays and things of that nature. And the one thing that has really gotten me through, honestly, is 80s, 90s, 80s R&B. Now, y'all know I'm a 90s buff. Well, you might not know, but if you know me, you know I'm a 90s buff. I love 90s hip hop, 90s R&B, the whole thing. I love music, period. But 90s is one of my favorite genres. But honey, I have rediscovered that 80s R&B, just the lyrical, just I'm telling you, if you ever in a place where you just need a break from the whatever's happening right now from the Tanashes and the uh, LMAs and you just really need somebody who can tap into your emotion. Okay. Can't nobody tap into the emotion of your relationship like an 80s R&B song. Okay. Get you some Luther. Honey, listen, that Stephanie Mills, I learned to respect the power of love. Listen to, honey, listen to them lyrics. Now I'm talking to my, my 40. Now I don't know. I don't know how old you are, what you got going on, but you can even be a young head, but I'm talking to somebody who can really appreciate good lyrical content in a song. And so every day this week, when I came home and I did some work and I retreated, I was listening to eighties r and I've been listening to Phyllis Hyman all week. I've been listening to Allison Williams. I've been listening to, um, of course, Luther Vandross, Patty LaBelle's, Anita Baker, of course, and just really not just listening to them, but just really like Letting them give me a hug. Sometimes you just need music to give you a damn hug. So I want to thank God for 80s R&B. Because 80s R&B got me through, honey. Do you hear me? I want to thank God for that, okay? I want to thank God for this muscadine wine. Okay, I want to thank God for this muscadine wine and what it's doing to me right now and the way it's making me feel. I want to thank God for that, okay? Um, I want to thank God for Black Girl Magic. Okay, I want to thank God that I have been seeing some of the most amazing black women doing some amazing things. Y'all, I have become completely obsessed with Michelle Obama. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. I love the fact that the Obamas was in the office. I don't agree with everything that Barack did, but at the end of the day, I think it was a great president. Michelle Obama, I was all for her because it was like a sister's in the office. She's doing her thing. Yeah, girl, get it. Yeah, girl, get it. But now it's like I'm seeing her in a different light. And I don't know what it is. It could be because of the book. It could be great PR. I don't know. But I have a new respect for Michelle Obama and just the things that she is doing um, through her words and just the, the, her work. And looking at her interviews with like Robert Roberts and Oprah Winfrey, just I could hear her. I could listen to this woman talk all day long. Okay. And not just the words she says, but the tone of her voice is so calming. It's so relaxing. And it's just, I just feel like after I listen to her that I just want to go out and just do some amazing shit. Like that's really what it is. Like she is just like the epitome of empowerment and not to mention I think that this new transparent Michelle that we're seeing is really a breath of fresh air because I think 
She is one of the many women. And in addition to that, like a Gabrielle Union and all of these other women who are starting the hard conversations that a lot of us didn't really have prior to them. Um, As black women, we're always told that we have to be strong. We have to be powerful. And normally what that looks like is pain suppression. Normally that looks like, you know, um, internalizing everything, not talking about things, pushing things away. And so to have these conversations from a Michelle Obama, who basically was like, she went into the white house and didn't have a clue what the hell she was going to do or to, uh, you know, talking about her, you know, infertility issues. I'm sorry, not her fertility issues. I'm talking about her fear of some of the things that were surrounding her husband, just talking about how she at times has felt inadequate, even though she's always had the ability to um, over deliver on whatever she does. She still has this inadequacy that will reside in the back of her mind about herself and just had that confidence that she needed to build. I just feel like it's a breath of fresh air to have those conversations and just be like, listen, sis, you can be amazing but you're still human. And I think that's the important thing. And that's the thing that I really want this podcast, as well as my message to be like authenticity. Y'all know I'm big on that, big on being authentic. And I think I'm just thankful for her and what she's doing through this book, what she's doing through her conversations and just all the black girls out there who even in their local communities are just out there pushing and striving and doing amazing things. So I am thankful for Black Girl Magic and I'm even more thankful to be a part of that Black Girl Magic, okay? Absolutely, I'm very thankful for that. But most importantly, y'all, I am thankful for just life. Um, And I say that because going back to the Kim Porter thing, when I heard that Kim Porter passed away, I was at work and just like many of you guys, of course, it broke on TMZ first first, and I was, you know, reading the story and in my mind, just trying to process everything. And of course, the first thing you think about is you think about, you know, her kids and Diddy and things of that nature. But as a, as a woman who just turned 40, it hit me that she was only seven years older than I am. And so if you recall my last episode where I was talking about dealing with the PTSD of losing somebody so young, um, I just kind of found myself going back to that place where it's just like, oh no, like she was 47 years old. And so not only that, but again, the conversation of health in Black women, mental, physical, emotional health in Black women. I don't know anything about Kim Porter. Honestly, after her kids kind of got grown and her diddy kind of broke apart, I didn't really see much of her. The last few times that I did see her, she looked a little smaller than she normally was. She was a little darker. Not saying she looked bad, but she didn't really look her best. And I'm not really sure if she was going through anything at that time, but I'm almost inclined to believe that whatever the situation was, um, I I don't know if it was a quick thing. Like, I don't know if it was like, maybe they said she was experiencing flu-like symptoms. Four days earlier, she was dancing at Diddy's party, you know, and and living life like, you know, it was nothing wrong. And I don't know if she suddenly feel, I don't, of course, like everybody else, I don't really know all the details, but I say all that to say is that life is so precious. And I know it's cliche to say that, but the one thing that I am learning and that I'm taking with me in 2019 is I'm learning more to be in the moment. Um, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the plan, okay, where we want to be, where we want to go, 
what we want to do. And absolutely, you should always have expectations and some type of goal in front of you to be able to accomplish and push yourself to the next level. But there are those times where sometimes you just got to stop. You just got to slow it down and you have to just be. And I think that's the most important message that I'm learning right now in my life. If you know me, you know I work hard. I work hard. I play hard. That's what I do. I'm a go-getter. I always used to, Diddy, ironically, Diddy's favorite quote was, I sleep when I'm dead. And that's how I felt. You know, sleep money don't get, you know, sleep people don't make money. That was my whole thing. It was like, that was my driving force. Like I always felt in order for me to be a success, I had to lose sleep. I had to keep going. I had to neglect myself. I had to neglect my family, my friends, my health, and just really push, 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 push. And there are those moments where you go have to grind it out. I mean, there is no shortcut to success. There are those moments where you're really going to have to push it, push yourself out your comfort zone, extend yourself far beyond what you can do. But that should not be an ongoing continuous thing, especially when it gets to the point where you and your body have already come to the understanding that you're missing things. You got to stop. So again, I say all that to say I'm very thankful for life. I'm very thankful for the ability to recognize that there are those moments when I need to stop. And I encourage you, if you're the type of person where you're constantly pushing, you're constantly pushing, you're constantly pushing yourself to the point that you're exhausted, you're burnt out. You don't want to do it anymore. It's no longer fun. There is no passion behind it. It's just kind of like a cycle Then you might want to consider the fact that maybe you need to take a moment to just be in the moment. And I think that's very important. I actually um, have come to the point where I'm really like putting myself on a schedule because I have those go get a grind days, but there are those days was like, nope, this is my day. I have to block this time off for myself. You know, there was days that I wouldn't see my wife for days at a time and we lived in the same house. Now, you know, that's ridiculous. So all I'm saying is, um, take a time, take your time, be in the moment. Life is so precious. Your loved ones are precious. I don't care how much money you wait, make. There's nothing more important than your family. That's the greatest treasure of all. So I just want to encourage you guys to just continue to live, continue to love, continue to just enjoy this thing called life and just smile, live, laugh, love, shit. You know what I mean? Whatever you have to do, just whatever it is, just be the best you that you can be, but take that time to still be able to love those around you and on yourself. So that's it. That's this week's podcast. I'm done. Of course, you know, we're going to continue the conversation on Facebook um, and on Instagram and just continue to talk about some of the things that you're thankful for. I want to know what you're thankful for. You know, I know we have family and friends, things that nature, but what are some of the things that you're thankful for? We're going to continue the conversation over there. Join us over there at the Notorious um, TGP. That's my personal Instagram. Follow me, honey. Let's be booze. Okay. I love Instagram booze and on Facebook at Businesses Suite. This is it, y'all. I'll see y'all next podcast next time. Thank you all so much. As always, I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll chat with you the next time. Peace.